Hello and welcome to another episode of Bertie and Paul. I'm delighted as always to be joined by Daniel Di Devani and uh, Mikey Dahl. How are you doing? Fantastic. Really good, bye. Mikey's doing. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I loved last night. I loved the football, the Celtic game last night. I really enjoyed it. I couldn't quite get it straight away, but uh, did you watch it, Dan, yourself? Did you see some of it or? I missed the first half, but I saw the second half. Um, but I thought some of your passing was absolutely fabulous. I watched the highlights of the first half back this morning. Um, and yeah, they looked really good. As as I say, for a late January game where it's Baltic outside and a lot of the players might shy away, I thought everybody was uh, putting great performances. Did you enjoy it, Mikey, just before we start? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was really, it was really entertaining. It was like, I know it was 4-0, but... They had a couple of, we were much the better side, but they had a couple of chances. Obviously, scored really early. It was ruled out. We had some really marginal offside calls, so it was it was really entertaining game. Yeah, the surprise a Celtic Sitmanning game on a Wednesday night. It's not. It's not like you're not dying to. But I, I was feeling last night. I thought, here we go. We're, we're beginning to click. We're beginning to play, and. Uh, I just thought it was it was really good last night. Kobayashi with his his start, and everybody just looked on it last night. Yeah, it was, just... was it him that hit the post? Yes, Kobayashi. Yeah, yeah, yep. strike. For the first goal. Yeah. I think Starfield hit it first. Keeper saved it. Kobayashi followed up, and then obviously Abada finished it. But I, I was, Kobe actually was going to bet he stuck online for a few folks, seeing his average performance, but then people started turning his stats and it was highest um, percent um, pass rate, highest uh, percentage, so I think he got 92% success pass rate, we got Callum McGregor 89, so now I know that doesn't give a full overall gave, picture, but fair play to him. He gave the ball away the first pass that he had, and that probably stuck in a lot of people's minds, if you know what I mean. Um, I think I think he get jumped out jumped for the header for now that first goal St Man scored for they get disallowed. I think it was him he got out jumped. Um, so maybe I stuck a couple of people's head as well. But anyway, yeah, I think we'll I let mean, him off it. We'll let him off it. I mean, Jesus. Oh. I mean, can you, ma- can you imagine your first game playing seven sides in Japan or Tokyo? I mean, you're not going to be doing your best football. You know what I mean, Dan. You might throw a few few step overs, but you're not exactly going to be producing your best stuff until you can get. I mean, you can't you can't judge a player in his first. You just have a look at him and say, "Oh." And if that, like, is is a defender? We've got a clean sheet. What we are doing? I know. You know. So we have we have four de- central defenders now. That's amazing. I'm actually pinching myself. Celtic have got four central defenders. Is, is Jens going Jens? further back? Aye. Yeah. Is Jens, was he on the bench last night? Or was he injured? Or... I don't know. I've, he... not heard, I've not heard his name on the injury list. Never. Maybe he's just out of favour. He's favor. only on loan. He's only on loan, so... You know, it's... Yeah, it's maybe they're writings on the wall for him. He's, I mean, he's looked okay. Um, but obviously he knows this Kobayashi... You know, he knows him more. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit premature, but yeah, he's, he's certainly he's kind of disappeared from, from you lately. He never really done anything wrong for us, has he? Since no. he's been playing, Jens, he's been all right. I thought he was good. Most of the Champions League, 
Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know. It's maybe some sort of, you know, maybe that Kobe. They all talk about the balance, don't they? And they like the fact that it's a left footer. Um, Kobayashi. So. I noticed uh, you, Joseph, Joseph got caught a couple of times last night as well. I don't know if Mai's a wee bit more on him because <laughs> the talk is he wants a way to go to Monza or whatever, but um, so he can get a bus load of hookers, but, but it that's looks, another conversation. But it looks like he's... Like that, that, if those deals are to be done, Juranovic, if the deal was to be done, surely, I mean, it's the 19th of January now, surely the deal's done. If it was that cut and dry and ones I think have bought another player haven't they so Chelsea they've bought so I'm not too sure I'm beginning to wonder if this is just uh, more paper talk and more wishful thinking on his part that he might end up at Celtic at the end of the transfer window which I'm, I'm not complaining about it but I just I, I thought after the Rangers game that'd be him he'd be away uh, listen and just said that nothing's came in. He's no, as far as he's concerned, nobody's leaving at this point in time. And I think it would be crazy for Celtic to let him go. When, as we spoke about the last time, there isn't any cover. You know, if he goes, we've got Kyogo as the out and out striker. Kyogo gets injured. We're um, back to where we were the season before. Now we handled it, um, but you don't. You want to have an out and out. You want to have a striker as backup. Well, Glackamack, as he said, yeah, he, he did say today, was it Ducks and Drakes, Mike? Have you ever heard that? I've never heard that. No, I haven't. What does that mean? Snakes and Ladders or something? Sounds like a pub in London. It used to do with throwing, <laughs> throwing money away. Or, I think it's a 16th, I looked up, 16th, 17th century game where you t- how many times you could skip the, the stone, but people were using it as a sort of throwing money into a lake, into more money into bad, just been 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 wasteful. Did you say this, Jackie Marcus? No, Posta Cockler. You just said that Jackie Marcus was injured. And uh, Carter Vickers were injured, they'd be playing in the squad if they were. Which I mean again I mean Celtic Celtic obviously have got the they've got the Trump cards in this one. I mean I mean there was big discussion on the on the podcast about Jackie Marcus and saying look the, the they caught the, the old Harry Brady podcast and they were talking about it doesn't really matter if he goes etc etc but I, I, I'm just sort of old fashioned I liked having different options up front which we've talked about but it was quite nice to hear Ryan say he's not going anywhere I mean we, we don't need to, we don't need to sell anybody well it's, it's I, I mean, yeah on you go I just I mean I know he said that but yeah, I mean, the writing seems to be the writing seems to be on the ball with Jack and Marcus. I don't know what's happening with Juranovic, but there at least seems to have been concrete bids for Jack and Marcus. So, out of the two, I think he's more likely to leave. Whether someone takes a punt on Juranovic near the end of the winter transfer window because of an injury or something, maybe that's more likely. And um, if not, it will be the summer that he'll get a move. Um, Celtic have just had a bit of foresight, certainly in the right with the right back. We've basically got his replacement in before we before we let him, before we've let him go. Personally, I like you know I'd rather I'd rather that than letting him go. And it, like looks like we could do with Jackie Marcus. We let him go, and we're scrambling around for a replacement. So 
Yeah, I, I'd much, I'm much happier with the 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 Juranovic kind of situation because we've basically already got a replacement for him. I agree with you, Dan. Selling Drakomakis, I just it's a cliche, but you know, a striker that can score goals, he's, he's worth his weight in gold, isn't he? We know he can score goals. Okay, he might be a bit cumbersome. Some some kind of pundits or podcasts seem to be saying, ah, he's not that great, we could do without him. But I don't know, I think he's one of those ones that you only really miss him when he's gone, if you know what I mean. Jim Postacoglu brought him in, didn't he? So Postacoglu obviously yeah. liked him. He's brought him in, he's done well. So I don't think there'd be any reason why Postacoglu would want to get rid of him. Um, we can only all assume that it's because he's not getting the game time. But with Kyogo's scoring record, you can't really argue against that. You know, he's of course he's not really performed to the heights in Europe that we wanted him to, and he's missed some chances and the glaring chances. But you can't argue with uh, Kyogo. He just keeps on scoring. Oh, that's my that's my only. Sorry, Paul, that's my that's my only gripe with him. He, you know, he, he wasn't on form in the Champions League games. Um, but, you know, he's on. He's back to being brilliant and domestically. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But like, like I'm looking at the. Like I was shouting at the TV last night. Triangles. I was shouting with Joshua, saying triangles, triangles, triangles. And that's what Celtic are doing there. They're just, it's. Everybody's available. They're they're trying to make people available in that triangle. So if the the ball's down the left hand side, there's a triangle from your left back into your midfield and you, the central defender. Then it moves up the park and they're beginning to look at these patterns of play quite a lot now. Uh, and if those same players stay, that'll give us a better chance in Europe. We can play that style of football. Where everybody's backing each other up. You can see it again. St. Marin players when they get the ball, they get isolated very quickly they just have to have to try sticking across whatever our Celtic players really got that group mentality and the better player you bring the better players you bring in the, the quicker they lock into that sort of rhythm of game I mean Johnson doesn't look as if he's looks as if he's been playing for Celtic all season doesn't he because he's, he seems to be a better calibre of player that can play that system yeah and I, I think it's it's bodes well for us in Europe next year if we can keep that sort of passive movement type football. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, everybody enjoys it, but we all know the problem with Europe. We get tired too quickly, and then these much better teams than us just pick us off. You know what I mean? They picked us off this season. It got to the, the famous 60-minute mark, and we just seen we were knackered, we were dead in our feet, and we just get picked off. Um, that's not going to change. I'm let's not, be honest. I'm, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're right, but I'm not noticing it as much. Like we seem to have come back after the World Cup, and I'm not noticing that 60 minute dip. Um, but I'm, we're shit. We're shit. I got spot, Mikey. Remember? Yeah, that was the full game. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a weird game, though. That was, and you know, Rangers are a weird team. Correct. At the moment, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, not every game's got. I mean, I guess in general, yeah, right. The Rangers one would be, yeah, the Rangers one would would be an exception. But I just feel you know, like Turnbull. It, like, it is. It's a complete different level when you're playing the Champions League. Yeah. Um, but you know, 
like Turnbull came on last night and actually I thought that done really well, didn't particularly slow us down. Even like James Forrest came on and gave us a bit more impetus. I don't know. Um yeah, he wasn't very happy when he scored his goal, was he? Ah, no. Turnbull, he looked, he looked pissed off. I, I mean, ah, yeah. Maybe he's not happy being just used as a sub, but that's all he can do then. Come on, score that, and then mm-hmm. get the start against Morton and just completely boss that game. I mean, that's that's exactly what you want. He's Come the kind of player... Yeah, he's the kind of player you'd expect to start against Martin and then rest maybe Hattati and stuff into it and do the Absolutely. rotation that I'm just talking about. But a goal scorer... needs to grab that with both hands. Yeah, a goal scorer midfield player is... I mean, we talked about it as if we were saying, well, look, the Japanese next guy comes in and then it's O'Reilly's position's under threat. But Celtic need a, need a goal scorer midfield player. O'Reilly's not scored... This season, Turnbull just took that. He, he took that goal very. It was a good goal, very good goal. Not the sort of space you're going to get in Europe to score that type of goal, but that that type of that type of sort of coming in late into the eighteen yard box, giving them a pass, first touch out of the studs, bottom corner, no effort. I mean that's a hard that's a hard thing to do, you know. Better midfield players struggle to score, and Turnbull's got that there. So maybe he is disappointing, but that, is that not what Ange said? He's got a push now to get into the, the starting eleven, And that means being less scrappy with his passing and getting himself out of these yeah. positions to score. I mean, if you look back at Co- Cummins, Chris Cummins wasn't the best football player in the world, but geez, oh, if you're banging in 16, 17 goals a season, you're kept in the team sheet because you're you're helping managers out, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And uh, people were saying the reason... Well, Turnbull was getting negative. Was, he, he's famous for doing his wee twist as well as turn, so maybe going forward and turning back instead of taking the risk with the passes. I think we were talking about that last week, I think, or I was talking about it with someone else, but that, that's the difference. You know, Hitati finds the passes or takes the gambles more um, and they come off. Her. When they come off, it's fantastic. Turnbull kind of goes for the safer ball most of the time. But let's remember before he got injured, remember he, was, he, he banged a few cracking goals in. He was playing really well before he got injured. That, I mean, that's clearly what's missing from our midfield this season. You know, not enough goals from the number, the furthest forward midfield player. So that's where he can add to it. So, yeah, ha- have more shots like he did last night and he will be in the team. But it's not it's not a wasteful Christie type of shot. Look at me. No. I'm a highlight player. I mean, he gets that ball out of his feet quickly and... That he just knows exactly what he's going to do. If the goalkeeper saves it, it's got a corner kick. We get another corner, which we're getting better at set pieces. But the goalkeeper's just lost. He's just like, oh. and that's a, that's a, it's a really good thing for a, a midfield player to have. And I, I just I I what not worry about Turnbull, but I'm like, is, again, I'm looking at the Scottish player. Turnbull as well because he's Scottish, he's going to stay in the squad because we need to have some sort of Scottish players in our squad. But you like Turnbull to... And also, you think it's really counterintuitive, Darren, when you're talking about it. Like, Kyogo's making lots and lots of runs. Surely that should be Turnbull's dream job. To look up, you see him moving, hitting the ball. You get my drift. Turning back just seems to be too cautious for where you are on the team. If yeah, and Hattati's doing it so well at the moment. Nobody can argue with him. 
No, I'm not. I'm not actually. I'm just just, just talking Do about. Do I t- know? Yeah. That's the thing. But like for any midfield player, Atati, you look up. Kyogo makes a run. You hit him. The you you should back your own ability to hit him with the ball, shouldn't you? Because Kyogo's making yeah. runs. So why is Turnbull? Turnbull should be backing himself uh, a bit more to when he gets. Because then I mean, he's never ever probably going to play in a football team that's going to give him those types of runs again in his life. Unless maybe maybe he just needs to get on the team to get his confidence up a bit more or something. I don't, I don't know because he's not exactly been playing, has he? Yeah. Maybe it's that. But look at look at that triangular pass with Juranovic, uh just be flicking around the ball, Jota, and the ball get knocked into the middle. I mean, that's players with full confidence, but just they know exactly where they've got to be. I mean, Turnbull must be involved in that training session every single day. That's what Ange says he's doing. You know. I just like to see him. I'd like to see a go, a player like that play, you know. So, I'd get or just fulfilling his p- potential at Celtic Park. Yeah, as I say, let's hope he, he gets back into the team, like so. Um, he, he will be training every day. With yeah. See, see the third goal that we scored last night. The one that they took uh, an age to decide was actually onside. So that was Jota assist, right, for Kyogo. Yep. Who was that? Hatati that played that ball from midfield to the Jota. To Jota. That was a great. Uh, it happened so quickly, and I haven't really been back to. But I think it was Hatati, and and I think did he play the ball in for Kyogo when he scored the chip? He did. Yep, definitely that one. Sad. Just, I think we've got the Japanese Paul McStay. I really do. <laughs> like, so what? It's just, just, just amazing kind of passing range from that, like number eight position. I guess the old Paul McStay position. Um, I the first one was a corner, but I know it may have well been Hitachi. It was either Hitachi or I, I could be wrong. It, but anyway, it was just it's a lovely flowing move. That goal, yeah, you're right. It could have been Juranovic. I need to go and watch it back. But the same as a lovely flown move for Forest goal. It just Kyogo was obviously yeah. a, literally a elbow offside. Yeah, you know. Do you, yeah, you can do the thing is, but Mikey, I mean, ultimately Hatati needs to have that in his game to get his move at the Premier League or to get Celtic move yeah. up level. He needs to be seeing Kyogo. It's the exact same as Jota looks sharper. That ball in. To Jota for Jota's goal. Jota needs to get to the front post, but quicker, because we're just going to put it straight in there. And Forest goal was an amazing goal. I don't care. It was offside. Yeah. It was still a great goal, wasn't it? And it's great teamwork. Forest looks really sharp. Although you see that one, he fell into the defender and he was falling about. That was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> but he's uh, Forest looked confident, healthy, sharp, which is brilliant. You know. He's a great squad. He's a great player to have in the squad. But last night, 65, 70 minutes, you argue maybe maybe we don't get that space in the first hour against Mirren. You know, I don't think they played particularly well last night, but you know, they, once they got a wee bit tired, oh, you just don't want James Forrest coming on, do you? You don't, And then <laughs> threats come from everywhere because they're nowhere near Turnbull. He's got all day to have that shot and you know, they're getting punished and that's maybe just a bit of you know fatigue from St Mirren's point of view um, so no, I, listen, it was just one of those 
performances and victories last night, we just think, yeah, we're we're looking pretty good here. Um, confidence is growing, you know, ahead of next season. Yeah, and the the even Joe Hart, Joe Hart, good save, didn't he? The save, the save in the second half is fabulous, absolutely fabulous. That was three three decent saves he had, wasn't it? Yeah. And the, the curler from the outside the box in the first half, I thought that was another way. Yes, Great it, effort. Yes, it man did well. Like you're not that many. Ch- Although the heat, Stephen, what's his face said that they played under par. You don't get that many chances. Again, Celtic on another day, one of them could have went in. They could have changed, may not change the game, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, Celtic, mm. everything seems to be working well. Maybe not Avranovic as much, but uh, when Moy, Moy was playing well as well, he seems to just he seems to get better and better every time I see him now. Like, he's just, as if he, just, as if he just puts his boots on just to, like, just make, make me look bad, you know what I mean? But in a good way, you know. And uh, the only one was Hatsabanovich, but he didn't really get that much time, did he, to play? He looked kind of heavy, he looked bigger, but maybe he's just going to be a bit player, I'm not sure. But, again... He's he's another one that looks good. I mean, maybe maybe that is the thinking that, you know, if we do let Jack and Marcus go, maybe he thinks that he, he can play up front as well. I don't think it's going to be his preferred position, but maybe... You know, he, he probably, you know, he, he will think nine point of lead. We've got Haksabanovic as well as Maida and Kyogo that can all play up front. I don't know. Um, maybe that, that is how he'll look at it. Not just, as I've just said, I wouldn't want Jack to go, but he is someone that hasn't had that much game time recently. And I think he, with a run of games, I think he was starting to really contribute. I enjoy it. I enjoy Peter Grant and cool commentary. I, I was wondering if Peter Grant's never had a. I think every single interview or every every media thing that he's ever did, he's always used the word sloppy. He just loves that word, <laughs> sloppy. I've been trying to get into like conversation, but I can't do it. But he just manages to get it in there every time. But he that's pe- pers- personal experience for him. <laughs> Just being sloppy all the time when he was playing. He's on first name terms with most of the team. He's calling Carl Starfield Carol, as in like you know, my <laughs> auntie Carol. <laughs> <laughs> you think Granty just appears at the training ground and just like talks to people, like you know that way, like nobody really knows who he is, but he'd he be up there giving a big cuddles and all that. You know what I mean? Or talking to people and take a take a drink of water. I mean, obviously, if I was Peter Grant, I'd be doing that. No, I mean, there's no... He's probably, he's probably bad. <laughs> he's sitting at the sidelines, let me in. He's a, I don't know what age he is, Peter Grant, but what a head of hair, and I don't know, he must he must wash his face with holy water. He's, got, um, <laughs> he's very youthful. He's 50, very youthful looking. 58 or something, is he? Oh, is he? Jesus. Well, Let's see. Looking good for it, you know, Peter Pointer. I'm gonna look this up, Peter, because I was looking up, I was looking up Peter Grant last night, but then he was definitely in his thirties. I'd say in the early nineties. I'm just trying to think here. So I think he I mean, was fifty, uh, fifty-seven years old. I know he's fifty-seven. Fair enough. Granty, but he looked old when he was Are Celtic. <laughs> he was at Celtic. Yeah. He looked old. Oh, he's been there. I mean, 
He did live down here for ages. Remember Paul McCogan saw him at Mass that time? Just randomly, Saturday night, Wimbledon. Uh, he was at the Vigil Mass in Wimbledon. That's Peter Grant. I, I enjoy listening to him. I, I was never the greatest Peter Grant fan of football. But I mean, he's he's had a big management career. He's done well for himself. He's, his boys were playing football and stuff like that. So I like listening. I, I, I like I like listening to him much better than Tom Boyd. I'm sorry, Tom, but Tom Boyd's just he's just rubbish. I just don't like him. What I don't just like. Stay in the Arctic Circle, Tom. Yeah, I don't like the. I don't. I don't like all the. I don't like all the. I don't like Celtic Football Club coming in with a conspiracy. Tom Peter Grant said we'll never get them. And I always think I'm just old fashioned. I think Celtic should be above that, you know that way. Or why do why do our goals always go to VR? I just think you should just Celtic TV should just forget about that because it just it just eats into the eats into the narrative. That was Jerry McCulloch though, was it not? That, uh, was Jerry McCulloch was pushing that. It wasn't really Peter Grant that was saying oh, that. It was like. Jerry, Jerry McCulloch was giving it the oh, you know, uh, this is one for the you know one for the record books. We've had fat four bad decisions go our way or something. I think he kind of that kind of prompted Pedro to just kind of you know join in, join in the act. Not that it's not true. I, just, I don't know. I just think we should be better. What do you think of Simon Donnelly? Side eye. Think he's found his calling. I could take him or leave him. To be honest. Same with Tosh McKinley. Tosh McKinley just looks like an angry guy who's out, out for a day. Out. He's an angry man. Who's the wee, wee, wee presenter? He was doing this sort of social media stuff for ages. He was like with his his own wee camcorder. Now he's he's been promoted to. Because to... I didn't know. See if you'd bought the pay per view. Yeah. Last night was that was that just the coverage you were getting as well, or did yeah. they still kind of? You would think it would, but remember there was they were kind of getting outside presenters in, like Connie McLaughlin and stuff like that was coming in to, yeah, okay. to do it. Or was was that during the lockdown? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, Martin, but, uh, um, Michael Stewart was there, wasn't he? He got paid. I don't know if he's back. Yeah. Maybe like just Tilsley do was doing the Rangers stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. So what you're saying is a different stream for the pay per view than it is for what. Well, that's what I was asking. I don't know. I wonder if it was because, you know. But um, in my head, are you saying it's a different stream of the pay per view than it is for the dodgy box? What? It's it's me and Dan. Me and Dan in the dodgy box. <laughs> um. Well, no, I'd say it's all the same stream. I don't see why they'd be doing it any different. Well, I may be wrong. I yeah. may stand corrected. It was just it was I mean it was literally just the wee guy in Simon Donnelly kinda like almost like in the janitor's cupboard, kinda you know what I mean? But it was pretty low low budget, I thought. But sometimes they've got a few more people at half time and stuff. That's why I wondered whether I wonder if there's another like broadcast going on where they're they're putting all the big guns in at. I uh, usually uh, they've got a couple at pitch side and a couple up in the as you say, yeah. the Johnny's box. Yeah, so but what I did see a lot of online this day was um, people talking about, you know, season tickets being uh, been able to be resold or passed on to other people. Uh, last night was a perfect example. A January, everyone's a bit skint. It's a Wednesday night. Plenty, obviously, the season tickets from Ireland especially, and obviously wherever, north of Scotland, south of England, 
I'm not really going to travel to that game. So it was a sold-out match. You couldn't buy a ticket online because it was sold out. But we've all seen how many empty seats there was, you know? Yeah. And it's something I think Celtic um, really need to look at seriously, like because there's, it, there's again there's a lot of debate around it. Plenty of clubs do it, as we know. There is plenty of clubs that have the resale. You, <laughs> you behave yourself. My jersey um, package. Get your stars. He's talking about <laughs> my Rangers, Rangers have got all these. Rangers have got all these things. Like it's all part they of my jersey. You get points. Though, do they? Like you can hand them in, or you know what I mean. You can digitally hand them in, and then you somebody sells them on. It's definitely time for Celtic to do that. Sure. Yeah, so um, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people saying now, like they don't want the money for it. Celtic's already got the money, so Celtic shouldn't be charging like an admin fee or anything for doing it. Let's maybe just put the money to charity, um, give the tickets to maybe now the way the Celtic Foundation do it. People maybe don't have the cash to go to games, etc. There's a lot of different ideas out there, so it's I think it's something that they should really implement. Like it is frustrating because obviously I was up at Christmas and luckily Martin Henry sorted me out with a ticket, but I really wanted to go to the game and I couldn't get tickets. Every everything was sold out, even the the kind of more expensive seats, but they clearly weren't, you know, because you go to the game and there's just a lot of empty seats and it's it's just frustrating. It's kind of cutting down the amount of people that can get to go. But I've seen even a lad saying last night on the on the Instagram, he was saying that he wanted to go to the game, but there was no way he was going through on a Wednesday night, Baltic, with a chance he might not get a ticket. If he knew yeah. he was definitely getting yeah. one and he could buy one online like that, then fire ahead. It, it, it just makes total sense. Then obviously you get a full, a full stadium. Um, and it just adds to the atmosphere, I suppose, doesn't it? person that's yep, selling a season yeah. ticket either gets money or the money goes to charity etc but it, I think it's a win-win yeah I agree Fulham um, Fulham used to do it I don't, when I had a season ticket at Fulham that was something you could do you could, you could resell your season ticket and you, yeah I mean you got your you got your money back I guess for for not going mm-hmm. yeah you couldn't overcharge do you know what I mean it was like there was a set exactly. price that you could yeah, so it wasn't like a kind of racket or anything. And I'd say nine, and 95% yeah. of fans don't want to overcharge. Like most people, I'd say, just give yeah. their season tickets away. Some people, obviously, maybe might get a bit of money back. That's fair enough. So, um, there will be, as I say, there will be different scenarios. Some people will just say, look, I'm not going anyway. Take the ticket. Another folk will say, oh, no, can you use 20 quid for it? Or whatever the hell it is. So, yeah. um, I suppose that's where they just need to get their head around. But this is the time for us to grow the club. Like... Like last night was brilliant. Like I had, if I was eleven years old or twelve years old, and your dad got a chance to get your ticket and somebody else has seen ticket, you watched that last night. You'd remember it, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd remember that game. You, oh, that was really good. That was crisp football. Nice night. You know that. That's you. might have not predicted that type of game, mm-hmm. but the Postecoglou games are good at foot. Good football games. You know what I mean. So you would start to. You would get other people there, and if you can get twenty thousand more different people watching than the usual sixty thousand people, then you're just growing the brand in Scotland, you know. I and everywhere else. So again, I know it was a January, it was Wednesday night, but if you've got tourists in Glasgow and they say, "Oh, geez, like not a day, well, let's go to a, let's go to a football match," they can't buy one from Celtic because it's sold out. But if you can get them off this site, you know what I mean? Then that grows it as well because people will go along in the game, they really enjoy it, they'll buy a bit of merchandise. It's winner winner, like. As far as I'm concerned. 
I loved it. I thought last night was great. I, I really did. I mean, I know there's extra spice for Rangers playing against Kilmarnock, but actually, just to sit down and watch it, and just watch it, I, I like those patterns of play. I like the fact that people are... And maybe, Mikey, the more they're doing, the more, the more they're doing it, the, the fitter they're getting. And the fitter they're getting, the better runs they're making. And, because really, they look head up, they look just better when they're doing that type of possession football but it's moving quicker even even that that ball out to Johnson now do you see that ball where they're passing it around and somebody will just take a and they'll just flick it around there's so many players been the opposition players coming towards the Celtic triangular play then when they, they spring the ball out it's actually really it's, it's really interesting to watch because it just gives you so much more room on the other side of the pitch it's uh, very enjoyable but uh, yeah, so all good, all good, guys. Is that us for the night. All tired. Yeah. Well, no, listen, I'm, I'm, we're all happy. I'm happy. Um, look forward to the next few games and see how like we go. To... Then we'll be the running before we know it. I like to see this new midfield Hi. player. That's what I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing this new Japanese midfield player just come in. Yeah. And then then see what. If he keeps the same formation or changes the formation, let's see what actually happens. Because this guy, I think, could be really, really, really good box to box midfield player for us. And then that could really also, also, I mean, kind of having thoughts about Dan is like, I know people are kind of laughing at Aberdeen, but we really need Aberdeen to pull or get ourselves together, don't we? To give us a more meaningful. I mean, five nothing against Hearts is just a shocker. They're going, they're going backwards, man. Totally backwards. Lennon and Lambert. Lennon, Lambert, and uh, your man Jack is the uh, favourites. Two to one, Lambert. Maybe Jack? some. Uh, what's his face? Ross. Not J- Ross. Oh, Jack Ross. Jack Ross, yeah. Name? Uh, I think that'd be worse than Goodwin. Thing, yeah. Has he actually been sacked, Goodwin? Or is it. No, but they're, they're, no. they're running bookies on him. They've got yeah. a book. Lambert's I mean, two to one. The, the issue is we Aberdeen last season. Stephen Glass, he was like someone from outside the Scottish football, and they just panicked. Do you know, it's the same with Hibbs and Sean Maloney. It's like they they're just so eager to you know fire people, or you know if they if they perceived they've taken a bit of a risk, um, you know, they just I don't know the the temptation to just go back to what you know always seems to to, to really um, you know to, to basically take over at some point and to be honest I, I blame the fans more than anyway. it was the Aberdeen fans that wanted rid of Stephen Glass it'll be the Aberdeen fans that want rid of Jim Goodwin so yeah I mean the fans need to take their own part of the blame as well they're, they're too quick to want change I think yeah I know and yeah I understand but it. You, do you not think, though, that Hearts are actually a decent side under Robbie Nielsen? I think he's actually built quite a... Like, I was thinking last night, as much as Aberdeen were obviously poor, I was like, I hope you're not playing Hearts anytime soon, because, you know, mm. they look they look like they're a decent team, and guys like Snodgrass and that, I mean, they're, they're going to they're gonna add to your team, do you know what I mean? They're go, he, he has got a decent, maybe not squad, but certainly a, clearly the third force in Scottish football, so... Fair play to him, I think. I'm sure. much derided. <coughs> no, we do. We do. Like, we need to know that we're not 
you know, winning more than four games a season domestically. And certainly, you know, Hearts at Pinecastle, that last year, was, that was still our best game this season. When they just came at us and, you know, they, they had a lot of joy. And, you know, it was at 4-3 that day. Um, Greg Taylor scored. And, I mean, that was that was the best game we play, we've played all season. And they're a, you know they're a decent outfit, a decent side, and they should be the the, the kind of benchmark for, for the other teams for teams at Aberdeen. But Jim Goodwin's, I mean, uh, I, I thought Jim, I thought like, Jim was to remember Jim Goodwin done all right at St. Murray. Yeah, he did, he, he did well, he done, and he, I think all right, like he, oh, you know, he organised them a couple of times. Yeah, I know it is. It's difficult. Yeah, he did. You're right. He did all right at them, but you know he wasn't. You know, I wouldn't have chucked the the kind of Stephen Glass project for Jim Goodwin. He didn't do that good. Do you know what? I, mean? I agree. I agree with you. I agree in that. He should have to get chucked. The fact the fact is that we need Aberdeen to be good and Hibs as well. I don't know what Hibs are doing. They just keep bringing strange people on their on their football team. But we, I mean, Celtic need. Like Aberdeen to be doing so that means Rangers got a tough game with Pataudry, we got a tough game with Pataudry. And I'm not I'm I'm asking them to be better so we're a better team. We you know what I mean, as Mikey says. I just couldn't believe the scoreline last night. I can't believe it like I thought they were doing well. They've come back from World Cup and won like one game. And Jim Goodman just looks like a loser now. You know, I, I, I thought I thought Dan I was the same as you. I thought he this was a stepping stone onto better things from St Mirren, but it doesn't seem to have worked. At the moment, Willie Miller's killing him. I like, I, I, as I say, like if you if you like, I don't watch Aberdeen much. I'll be honest, like, I don't watch much of the highlights or anything like that. But when we played them at Petardry, obviously they nearly got a draw off us. They should have beat Rangers as well. No, Rangers got two goals in the last fucking ninety seventh and ninety second minute, whatever the hell it was. They should have beat them there. They give them half a game at Ibrox, I believe, and then obviously. As I was talking to Barry the other week, there he says the only reason Goodwin was still on a job is because he was in a League Cup semi final. Um, I didn't watch that game, but that went to extra time, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, they were they were well in that game. So that's what I'm saying. So, then... how, how far off are they then? Are they well, obviously, they get pumped 5 5 0 last night, but are they that far off? Like, Barry seems to think that Goodwin's no got Barry's obviously a big Aberdeen fan, He's, he says Goodwin's no got a clue. But also the big centre half who they brought in just gave away so many stupid goals. It's it's unbelievable. So it sounds as if there's a bit they've done alright against the bigger clubs, but they've also made some stupid fucking decisions. It's cost them. It it's an alarming it's an alarming kind of scoreline and performance coming straight back off a alright competed against Rangers on Sunday, and that their their skipper. I mean. Yeah, they, they seem right. to have big problems today. Right, it's definitely not good enough. The jerseys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I agree with you, Paul. We do need uh, like stronger Aberdeen, and yeah, but Hearts have proved that you can't like you can do it because I do think they're genuinely a good side. So. Rob, Rob, Robbie Nelson's amazing. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's a tiger. No, no, but he's amazing. As in, he's like Hearts need to win every game they're in. And that amazes me, because I'm like, what was he talking about? But he's he's really getting stuck in. He's saying we need to have a club that wins every game. 
And, and they've given a bit of time, and it's obviously showed. You and know, Celtic, it's, it's a Celtic fan, you're looking at what are we talking about, Bobby? But if they go in with that mentality against Celtic, that's good for Celtic. That's good for Celtic because we've got a team that's going to go toe to toe. Then give us something to think about. You know, what? I, think, I think we pay them in three weeks at Celtic Park. Well, do we? I think so. Yeah, Aberdeen should be going to Celtic at Petard and say we should beat them. But that stuff last night was just, it's just. You can't have Willie Miller saying you don't have a defence and not even. Like, he, he needs to sort that stuff out, like, big time, because yeah. Aberdeen are a, 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 a great club for Scotland. And he, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm sort of hips and Aberdeen, and I'm just going to. Hearts, yeah, I, I'm not saying Robin Nielsen's a brilliant manager, but he's doing very, very well in what he's got. And they'll get into Europe again next year, so he'll have a crack at it, you know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. I think that okay, they took a few tastings in that in that conference league, but they seem to have taken quite a lot of comp. You know, and you would expect them to. You know, what playing against you know continental teams and having a couple of decent results. I think I think they've you know they've taken a lot from that. Then I see that they're a more comfortable team. I can't remember the last time our Hearts team kind of went out and. Delivered that sort of scoreline. They beat Hibs. Was it four now recently as well? They're playing Hibs at the Scottish Cup in the weekend, and I mean that could be an absolute. I mean Hibs are just nowhere near it as well, you know. It's uh, that'd be the end of him. I think it'd be the end of that Johnson boy. Who is he? I mean who um, is he? I mean virtually they could just bring in guys that look like football managers now. Like who's making decisions? <laughs> I mean who is making decisions? I mean like I mean, these guys. I mean, who was Hibs all the years ago? Alex Miller, like, at least he knew about football. Like, these guys, I mean, well, who was their best manager for eight? Like, I don't know. Frank Sozzi. Frank Sozzi. Alan Stubbs. Was Alan Stubbs? I don't know. Stubbs, he won them a Scottish Cup. Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon. <laughs> Lennon, yeah. Well, at least Lennon's team had a goal, you know what I mean? But then Paul Lambert coming to Aberdeen, maybe that'll, that'll answer all your prayers. Mikey, you know what I mean? The redemption of Paul Lambert. He'll sign a five-year deal, yeah. be there for a year, bore the pants off everybody, and take his four years and a lawsuit. That's a bad, that's a bad, bad move for Aberdeen if they get Lambert in. Oh, well, maybe I mean Lambert's Lambert's like the Mark McGee, the the new Mark McGee of Scottish football. I mean, he's had so many jobs. Surely, if we cut that sort of knowledge, would come in handy in Aberdeen, wouldn't it? Surely, he's man. How many teams he managed in England? Five, six. Anyway, I just I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but then you know, you just you sometimes feel that managers have had their day, and you know, Lambert kind of fits in that category. You know, I don't think he. I think football's kind of moved on a little bit. In, like, he's two to one. Up. He's two to one. So we might, might. But like, remember, like Jay Brown. Remember the Scottish manager Brown. Craig Brown. Craig Brown. He was up in Aberdeen. Remember, he was doing a bit with Mullerwell. I mean, he must have been like eighty when he was doing that job. So surely it's not moved on that much. For Paul Lambo, just to have one one last crack at it. Nah, no chance. No, you're not buying that, Dan. I'm I not, I'm not I buying it either, to I be honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate you to have any Aberdeen fans um, saying that they want Lambert to come in. No, he's 2-1, to one, so he must be talking to somebody. 
And that, that type of American manager likes that type of chat. I remember to be able to give him some, give him these watch he got from. I've managed in the Premiership, sort of uh, thing. Yeah. All that chat. Anyway, I'm going to go. Well, stranger things have happened. Yeah, yeah. No, I, look, I'd be delighted if Lambert get it and done well. I just, just, it would, I mean, surely that, that would be his time to shine, you know. But, okay, well, thank you very much for tonight. I'm an old man tonight. I'm knackered in the cold all day, so I'm going to go to my bed. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm just getting old now. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks, Mikey. Thanks, uh, Mr. Devaney. Welcome. Hail, hail. All hail, good hail. in the world of Celtic. Yeah. Yep. Long may it continue. Cheers. All the best. Take care. Good night. God Thanks bless. Day. Bye-bye.